So who remembers March 8, 2020? That was before COVID. That was when we started this series. And then COVID hit. And we haven't come back since. So that was like eight years ago, wasn't it? It's been interesting, as Nick and I were talking about this series, COVID really has taught us the importance of work, right? Back in, was it March 12th? I think it was when... Uh, the Utah Jazz players got COVID, and then everything kind of just went downhill from there <laughs> really, really quickly. Every, everything was being canceled. We were then told, well, your work is essential. Oh, no, your work is not essential. Uh, we kind of thought, well, isn't all work essential? <laughs> My job is essential. And then it's like, well, you're not being paid for this. Uh, we realized how much one job relies on another job that relies on another job to actually function. And when that was taken away from us, we realized, wow, work is very, very important. And so we wanted to jump back into this series just as soon as we possibly could because it really shows us that work matters and God has planned it for uh, that way and that for that purpose. Can I give you a quick overview of the series? We'll spend the first two weeks talking about we were created by God to work. The why we'll talk about today and the how. Nick will take that next week. We'll then spend three weeks talking about fallen work. And this is where we, where we can kind of see life right now and life as it is that we work in a fallen world. So how does the fall affect our work? And then we'll spend the last two to three weeks talking about redeemed work, how the gospel transforms us as children of God to work in a very specific way. But today we'll talk, though, about the, that first part. We are created to work. And we'll look at, look at the, the why of this. If you turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1, there are two reasons we'll look at this morning of why we work. First of all is that as God's children, we reflect a working God. If you look at Genesis 1-1, a verse that most of you have read probably thousands of times, and we've heard it thousands of times, very simple. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. One of the, the very first thing that God says about himself is that he is a working God. The verse says he's eternal. In the beginning, he's beyond that time. But it says he created. First impressions matter, right? When you're dating someone, that first impression on that first date, it matters. When you're meeting your in-laws, especially, that first impression matters. When you're going for a job interview, first impression matters. But the creator, God, the very first thing he says about himself is, I am a worker. The very first thing we read about him is, I am a worker. And he wants us to know that about him. He could have presented himself as a king as a philosopher, as a dictator, but instead he says, no, I'm a working God. Tim Keller, who's been really helpful to us in this series as we've been reading, says that the Bible begins to talk about work as soon as it begins to talk about anything. That's how important and basic it is. Did God have to work? A lot of uh, ancient uh, cultures said that the beginning of the world happened by warring parties coming against each other, and the outcome of those wars were work. But we know that's not true because God had no one who was forcing his hand. A rival could not force him to do anything. But God, out of his own pleasure and out of his own will, worked. And he created the earth. And he shows us his his creativity through that. And since we are made in his image, as uh, Genesis 1 goes on to talk, talk about, we work. God says, I'm a worker. And so therefore, since we are in his image, we work. Tim Keller says this as well. Maybe. There we go. In the beginning, then, God worked. 
Work was not a necessary evil that came into the picture later or something human beings were created to do, but that was beneath the great God himself. No, God worked for the sheer joy of it. Work could not have a more exalted inauguration. He puts that so well. God doesn't tell us to work because he's going to force us to do that and he can, he's going to step back. He says, no, this is who I am. I am a worker. So therefore, as those of you who are made in my image, you're going to work as well. And it happens before the fall. That's one of the big misconceptions, that work was a result of Adam and Eve's sin. But it actually came way before that. It was a good, good thing. And fallen work is made more challenging, but the reality is work comes before the fall. So first of all, we reflect a working God. And second, we'll spend more time on this, to bring order out of chaos. How many of you have had one of those mornings already? Why do Sundays always happen to be that way, right? <laughs> Bringing order out of chaos. We, we were driving here, and we're like 15 feet of our driveway, and that, that worst light comes on. Check, and, or check your uh, tire pressure. I was like, are you kidding me? And then we drove a little further to the gas station, and I look, and there's a big old nail in our tire. So I think we get it. Go home, switch cars, and, and come here. Chaos, right? And trying to bring order to that. But from the very beginning, that's what God did. Look at, we read Genesis 1-1, but look at Genesis 1-2. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Moses, as he writes, tells us the earth was without form and void. God took the earth that was there and formed it into an inhabitable place. This verse, as I was reading, reading through this this week in Isaiah, really neat, it says, for thus says the Lord who created the heavens, he is God, who formed the earth and made it. He established it. He did not create it empty. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is no other. God didn't form the earth just to have it empty. He formed it to be inhabited. He informed it for us. We see that from the very first, the very second verse, the earth was without form. It was void. Some of the commentaries I read through this week said it was like a barren wasteland or it was a desert. It was perfect in its substance, but God didn't create it that way to just be there. He created it to actually be inhabited. And he really created order out of chaos. If you live in a desert, which we do, it takes work, right, to make it inhabitable. And in some way, the earth was that way, but God took that chaos and said, no, I'm going to form it so that actually it can be inhabited. He spent the first four days of creation making it into such a way that it could be inhabitable and the next two days of creation filling it with its inhabitants. The first two chapters of Genesis talk about bringing order out of chaos. And we'll, and we'll look through these, chap- through these verses in these two chapters of how God continually was taking chaos, though it was perfect, and yet making order out of it. So look down with me. I want to make this interactive. We'll look at verse, uh, verses 3 through 5. The very first day of creation. How, how do you see God taking chaos there and making order out of it? God separating uh, the night from day. How, does, how, how, how do we see order out of chaos from that? There was, there was darkness. Is there chaos and darkness? Yeah, and God says, no, I'm going to make, bring order out of this. We're actually going to make, make a day out of this, make, make, light, make light from this. Day two there, let there be an expanse, right? So he's separating the waters from the waters. We see order made from that. 
day three, uh, starting in uh, verse See, verse, verse 9, let the waters in the heavens be gathered to one place and let the dry land appear. What would happen if, if there was water in dry land? What do we call that? <laughs> a flood, right? That's a tsunami. Aren't, isn't that chaos when that happens? But God actually, God actually separated, though, brought order from that. Verse 11, verse down, uh, verse down through verse 13, uh, the, the third day as well, bringing, uh, separating the, the, the plants and saying, actually, this seed will come from this plant. Right? We don't have apples that have mango seeds. Right? God brought order to all that. And you can continue going down in verse 14. Darkness, again, is powerful, but God created the greater light during the day. Don't, don't things seem worse at night? Oftentimes when you're at night, things just seem totally worse. But you wake up the next morning and it's, oh, it's better. And God did that. He gave us a greater light for during the daytime, but it still produced light through the moon at night. The verse is gone saying that he created the birds and the fish. He created animals and then created us humans. What, did, what, what are we made from? What does he say there in, in, in Genesis? In Genesis chapter 2, we're made out of the dust of the ground. God formed us from chaos, from dust, and then formed something beautiful from that. So you can see God continually working in that way, taking what is chaos, what was perfect chaos, but yet forming it into an inhabitable thing. God then commands humans to subdue the creation as well. And this is where it gets really interesting. You look after uh, verses 26 or 28 where we see that we are made in the image of God, but God then calls us as his children to subdue the earth. And if you look at Genesis 2 with me, turn over quickly to verse 15. To the Lord, God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. Now that seems odd to us because this is a perfect creation. He's told, yeah, you're supposed to keep it. You're supposed to cultivate it. But is, the, is God's desire for us to then, as he created the world perfect, that we are then to go, he told Adam, you actually to go to work it, continually work a perfect creation. And it may seem odd because the world was still perfect at this time, but what's a garden need? continual work, right? As plants and trees produce their fruit and vegetables, they need to be picked. They need to be worked. And so Adam was told, you know what? Go. You, I made this. Now you, as, as the one who's made in my image, go and work this and continually bring order out of chaos. And this happened before the fall. He is to name the animals, to actually bring order to the animals. And he's to tend the garden there uh, in verse 15 of chapter 2. Jump back up then to the, the verse, first verse of chapter 2. The command to rest on the seventh day. God didn't need to rest because he was tired, but he's setting an example for us. And in some way, you look at that, the creation of the seventh day for, for, for rest for us, really that is bringing order out of the chaos because we spend this, the six days of working to bring order out of chaos and that rest actually allows us to have order, to stop, to enjoy the fruit of our labors and say, okay, I can, I can have order, I can have rest, because I've been working these other days to be able to continually bring order out of, out of chaos. And so God even brings that into our life saying, you know what, you need to take time to have order, to not continually be going and going and going, uh, but to, to take rest. And Nick and I were talking about this last, last Sunday what does the creation of Eve show order out of chaos? 
And my wife was like, yeah, (laughs) I can see this. What do you think about that? Was Adam created perfect? It has no sin in him, right? But was he complete? No. And you even see that order out of chaos saying, this is, this is good, but it can be made better. And so he creates Eve out of Adam, and he is then complete. And so you see God working in even in that way, saying, you know, this is, this is good, the, the, the earth is good, but I'm actually going to form it and create order out of this chaos. And even with Adam, you, you are good, but you need a helper, and I'm going to create that and bring order in that relationship. So over and over again in chapters 1 and 2, we see a continual process of God, the creator, bringing order out of what was chaos. But then chapter 3 shows up, and this is where we, we can kind of say, okay, this is where we live life right now. Chaos is brought into the order. The way that God had intended it to be is now destroyed by sin. And that's where we find ourselves now because we realize, yeah, my work is constant chaos. If you're a mom, you're like, yes, this is my life. There is chaos constantly. And I see the result of sin. And it's a continual work in that way. Mankind's perfect relationship with God was destroyed because of sin. Chaos was brought into the order that God had brought in. And the ramification of that, one of them is that work that God had made for man is now made incredibly more challenging. Your job today is way more difficult than it would have been because of sin. But we see the order out of chaos was displayed even before the fall began. After the fall, we see work is difficult, but can beauty still come from work? Absolutely. God still allows us to have that satisfaction of continually bringing order out of chaos. Think about when they created the tabernacle and then the temple. Was that challenging work for them? Absolutely. But they were bringing order out of chaos, out of bringing these things together, and this beauty uh, came from that. Jesus, when he, was, when, he, when he was here on earth, came and was continually bringing order out of chaos during his, with his healings, with his feeding of people, with casting out demons. And in our own work, naturally, we continually take chaos and we attempt to bring order from that. And that is instilled from us by God. Tuesday, we had the hurricane roll through here, right? A hurricane in the desert. What happens? There's a few pictures I got. How many of you had damage at your own house from this? Anybody? Yeah. Yeah. We live in Saratoga Springs. It wasn't as bad. I drove by Liberty Park Friday night. Unreal. I mean, huge trees just down. But do we leave it like this? No, right? As I drove around downtown on Friday night, there was constant piles of trees that people saw chaos. And what was their natural response? Fix it. We bring order back to the way it was, right? We don't live that way. But that's given to us by God. We not only reflect as working, but we actually now then take chaos and bring order back to it. It's just our natural instinct. This is our front yard. It's chaos, right? They're putting our sprinkler system in, and there's like massive holes where they're trying to do that. They they did this Tuesday during the windstorm, and then they hit our secondary water line, and there was more chaos. There was just water spraying everywhere. And I asked the builder, you're paying for this chaos, right? He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. But chaos. And I was hoping to show you the after picture. There still is no after picture. They're taking forever to do our front yard. But it's chaos. But what's, what's the goal from this? 
order. There's sprinklers, and then there's grass, and there's beauty that comes as a result of that. But why does that happen? Because God made us that way. To reflect him by continually, in our work, bring order out of chaos. Sin brought chaos into the world that God created, but that's where the beauty of the gospel comes in. Not only does the gospel restore us to a right relationship with God, but actually it allows us then to see our work in a very, very different way. We will get to that point of, of redeemed work. But we reflected that God didn't just leave us that way, but he said actually there's going to be a plan that will then bring things back to the way it was meant to be. No longer as, is work view, viewed as a drudgery, but we now view it through the way that God intended it to be as a mean to bring order out of chaos and as a good and, and as a noble task. And even if you look at, at Revelation, what, is, what are we will be doing in heaven? We will work. It will be work back to the way that God actually intended it to be. And so as you look through this week at, at your own work, think through that, that God has made me in his image and I now reflect him. And so I work. But at the same time, your work is constantly bringing order out of chaos. What if you're a teacher? Is there chaos in the classroom? <laughs> yes. Is there sin in the classroom? Yes. And your job as a teacher is to come in and say, how can I bring order to this? How can I not only keep them from killing each other, but actually to teach them so that there's more order brought into these kids' lives? What if you're an accountant? I just see numbers, right? Yet somehow you bring order to those numbers and a budget appears. That's reflecting God. What about taking hamburger? Looks like a mess, right? And you bring order to that at McDonald's some, some, somehow. I'm not sure how they do that, right? But it's somehow made into a meal. If you're a mom, the mess at home constantly. You're telling your kids to clean that up, to bring order out of your home, is reflecting God. He made us that way. So don't think of it, this is just an annoyance, but it's actually a chance to teach your children. This is the way that God created us, to constantly bring order out of chaos. And so when you're cleaning up, you're actually showing the way that God intended this. I should tell my kids that every single day, because it's crazy. We went back home yesterday, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Really? The basement's okay, but your room's, no, not okay. Can't do that. What if you're a coder? And I don't even totally understand how this works, but you're, you're, again, you're bringing in numbers, you're bringing in a bunch of letters, and somehow something good comes out of that. For those of you who work in technology, what if you're making an app, right? Your, your company needs this. And all these pieces come together. You're taking those pieces that are chaos on their own, but you put them into an app that is incredibly useful for your company. That reflects God. What if you work in law enforcement? Right now, are they bringing order out of chaos? In some states, they try. Some states don't try. But right, isn't that what we're doing? And I was out Friday night with police in Taylorsville, and we went to a fight at a football game, which I'm always snapped like a football player, and I was like, this is not going to be good. And I, we got in the middle of them, and they started coming at each other. And I all can think of, this is chaos. And it was loud, and I was very thankful that there was more officers than just me with them. And they created order out of that. And I thought, this is a reflection of, of what God is doing. There is chaos going on. They want to kill each other. And yet there's people that God has put in the world to bring order 
out of that. Even if you're at Walmart, constantly making sure the shelves have some type of order to it, that reflects God. So as you go throughout your, your week, your work week, think about that. I reflect God, so I work. But how do I reflect God? By bringing order out of chaos. Let's pray together. God, thank you uh, just for this very short time that you re- remind us about our work. Lord, I pray as we go throughout our, our work week that we would, um, as people who have been redeemed to, to, to God by Jesus, that we would recognize that work is a very good thing. Uh, its inauguration come, came in way before sin entered the world. That as people made in your image, we reflect you. And thank you for revealing yourself to us that you are our working God and that you are constantly uh, reminding us that our work is bringing order to the chaos around us. May our work not become mundane to us. May our work not become a drudgery. But may we see that we actually display the gospel not only through our words at work, but through our actions. And that may people see Jesus through the way we act uh, with joy, even though our weeks may be challenging at work, um, that they may seem like uh, it's just a, a constant cycle of the exact same thing, but that we are bringing order to, the, to this world the way you intended. And may you receive glory because of that. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.